podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Something. You just eat your twirl. <laughs> Don't worry about us. <laughs> all right, all right. Dave's here. Hello, Dave Pritz here. Come to see you, bro. Like, um, go on. Fucking hell, what's it called? Off recess. Go on. Who is he? You've what's lost me already. Who's the guy off recess? Anyone? I remember, hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. That wears a backwards baseball cap. Come on, people in the comments, get us know. Let, get involved and let us know. TJ. TJ, there you go. All right. Yeah. How are you? Super. Right, what's better, a twirl or a cruncher? Twirl. Crunchy. Really, I'm a, I'm a Go on, Dave. It's just like, it, that's just chocolate with spaces in it. And? That's <laughs> like saying Nando's is just chicken. It is, just, ch- it is it. just overpriced chicken. But it works. Mm, I don't know. It it's is. like banging. It's just banging. It's not. It's, 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 it's no, bang it? average. No, it but people like whoa, to get whoa. excited about it. Nando's is bang average. It is. Nah, no, it mate, it, come it, on. Nando's is elite. It's not. You get fooled by it. Why? It's like that company in America who bought this the cheapest vodka in Russia because like two quid a bottle. They repurposed it, sold it for forty, and made millions. Yeah, that's because vodka's top as well. Kind of understand that. I did that in mum's house. I um, when we used to go raving, raving, raving. My raving days. We used to go to mum's dad's afterwards, and I used to help myself to their bottles. They had like a vodka collection, and then I would drink it. Like we'd take it back to my mate's flat was nearby, drink it. And I go to the spa and buy like a cheap bottle of vodka and just fill it up. Don't know the difference. No, no, no. Until I came clean and told him. Imagine some, one of these. No, no, no. And I have no fucking clue. Although I would, I would have, I'd have a clue if it was one that I liked. Because I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. If it's a fucking Ocho, sounds like, in, you smells like rum bullier. Yeah, bastard. My favourite is when we did the LASK watch along. And then the day after, we was there together and he went, do you know what, lads? We went through three bottles last night. Let's see. I don't drink. McCullough was driving. You went through three <laughs> bottles last night. <laughs> Pretty drunk that night. It was min though. And the, and the Spurs, the Spurs preview was amazing. That is literally my favourite preview. It's on my Patreon if you yeah, want. Yeah, if you it. go, if you go and check it out, it's well worth it. It's mint. Um, I was talking about drinking the other day. Uh, today, I was talking about drinking, about drinking with Ronaldo, and I said being fat is like a drinking superpower. Yeah. Because I can put some liquor away. Yeah, yeah. And I used to be a double lightweight when I was yeah. skinny. Yeah, like just almost like it was a thing. I'm not, you know. Comment in here, Dave. Can you drink a lot? Quite a lot, yeah. I, I'm not. No, I don't look at me like that. I'm not saying anything about anyone's but, build. I'm but, just asking. But I think the reason is, I could drink a lot before, but because right. I could drink a lot, I turned into this. Right. Cause and effect. No, but I couldn't drink until I got fat. Could yeah. you not? No. I imagine all like you lot. I didn't. Well, I didn't yeah, start I mean, drinking until I was nineteen. Oh, I, tr- I practiced. Yeah. But I weren't good at it. And also, you've got like the trifecta of being able to drink. I'd expect. Army, rugby, big lad. Like, I, you know what I mean? That's like ticking all them boxes of someone you'd expect to be able to uh, drink a lot. Maybe, but... <laughs> Maybe. But, but you, know, I, you know, I was a bit of a lightweight. was a bit of a lightweight. Was now, it? yeah, literally, like, it's expensive. Mate, that's how you are. <laughs> do some supping I don't envy to put it away. Seriously. Um, we did have a topic here. What was it? Oh, something about football. Oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Just keep chatting right. shit. Okay. Give some questions in the comments. Yeah, let us know. Uh, military equals drinking skills, says Ryan R. 
Um, oh yeah, here's one for you. Cameron S says, "What's Steve's room of choice in America?" Turning, excuse me, twenty-one in a week. Twenty-one is coming. Twenty-one is coming. Um, I don't. Know, I mean, why are you limiting yourself to just America? Although, well, I think he is American. All right, I'm just saying. But he says, "What's your room of choice in America?" <laughs> Because he's he, he in, America. in America, so okay. he's, he's gonna get the, the rooms well, that are available to him. Amazon delivers worldwide. Ah, kid. He's not gonna. He's right. He's twenty-one in a week. He's not ordering off Amazon, is he? He's gonna right. go to a bar this is his with first, his ID. Where this there's his people first thing, and potentially, you know, and like have some in your house. The future, a Mr. or Mrs. Guy. Cameron S, and meet somebody. Okay, right. So he's not gonna sit in his house ordering off Amazon, like a. Bacardi Ocho is actually a really good one. Bacardi Ocho. Bacardi Ocho, yeah, which is eight in Spanish. Aged eight years, so oh, it's a nice, it's nice. a dark one, um, which is a which is a good one, which I imagine is probably available in America. There you go. Do you know what though? Go People on. are going to take the piss out of it, but your Krakens and your your Captain Morgans, they're good entry level ones. To Captain see Morgan, like taste. I used to drink that, and sometimes on the way it's dark rum in it, so you put your spice, put it, spice, in, your, yeah, put it in your yeah. Pepsi Max there cherry on the on the coach, and you get away you with can. it if you get a pull because it just looks like Pepsi Max cherry. But if you're just going. Just like everything on on the tables, what we're talking, Diplomatico, which is just a dark. I've heard you mention Diplomatico. Diplomatico is like licking the nutsack of the gods. It's absolutely fantastic. Got away with words, I like that. Licking the nutsack of the gods. It tastes like honey and rum, with no honey in it. It just it's it's sweet. And it's just. mm. What was it? And it's Venezuelan, so I imagine you probably get that in America. What was it that made you? Because. Most of my mates aren't into rum like you are. You're like the one person I know that really loves his rum. What is it that got you into rum rather than... Here's what happened, Jay. Uh, Captain Morgan's paid me 500 quid to do a promo for rum. Really? Yeah, and I went, okay. And they sent me a a load of rum, and I drank that shit and went, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. That's all right. That's 100 miles. Now he does a promo every day for nothing. For free. (laughs) I didn't realise that. I thought it'd been some of them. I know. Uh, I thought it'd been going on for years, and like it was, there was a story behind it. Other no. than like they sent, sent no, you. No, never, never, never what? tried it, and then I tried it, and I was like, "Fuck, that's all right." Now. What's your go-to drink off the top shelf, Dave? Like when you've done with your beers. Well, what's your drink for starters? What do you drink when you go out? When I go out, I drink beer, Heineken. I like Heineken, mate. Heineken. Now people, yes. really, I like Heineken. Peroni's nice as well. Oh, someone, someone's made no. a I like a bit... I like my oh, scotch. Sh- yeah, yeah. My brother bought me for my birthday a uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Really? I've, I'm too scared to open it because it's like, like that much is about twenty five quid. Is it? Uh, See, I was I was always like um like a proper sort of young drinker. Like I just drink like cider and pooch. Like, yeah. Huge, yeah. <laughs> MD twenty twenty. You're similar age to me, yeah. aren't you? You must yeah. have been banging into like Smirnoff Ice. Smirnoff Ice was. Do you know what the way it became like piss water? Like, it, it did. Yeah. It made, made the teeth feel funny. Yeah, Reef was good. It was yeah, just a yeah, fresh yeah, orange. Reef was nice. Battered them bastards. Yeah, there was one as well. What was that? It was like I think it was Bacardi did one that was like it was a big bottle. It wasn't was it the breezers. Yeah, I think it was them. There was there was, there was one watermelon where, flavor. Yeah, yeah, it was well nice. So I saw so, a yeah. full bottle of one of them up into a carrier bag with holes in it. Um, some people asking about go to mixer. Obviously, Coke is the one I go to. The missus likes them with lemonade. Right. Um, but do you know what? I, I don't know if it's because it's a tropical drink because it's yeah. obviously it's done with like sugar cane and molasses and things like that, and it's a molasses. proper Caribbean thing. Pineapple with rum. <laughs> Get it in your face. A yeah. lot. Place around here that does rum and lilt that's quite nice. Rum and lilt. Yeah. Rum and pineapples top because pineapples like 
got a thickness to it, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like pineapple juice, a bit of a thickness to it, and yeah, you can on a on a day like today when we're sitting in a basement in the dark, right? On a day like today when it's fucking cracking the flags outside, a proper icy rum and pineapple. No, no they're no good though. Sensational. Because my local, this is pre-lockdown. Women mate, and um, we saw this couple having these pineapple rums. They look really good, so we got them, and you just taste them. All they taste like is pineapple juice. So we just quite hot, thirsty, just drank them all. I just think we had three, and then we was really gone. You couldn't taste the rum; it was just like pineapple juice, and we were a bit dry. It's a drink I had once in Malia, right? It was called Doctor Nicholas. It basically was like a, it tasted like Doctor Pepper, so amaretto and Coke, I think it is. Bit of lime. And it was like three shots of vodka in there or something like that. I had about five of them. Fucking hell. I don't what know what you've ever been. When was you over there? It was just after. It was just after Afghanistan because obviously I don't want to talk about Afghanistan and all the lads just took a piss. Call me Uncle Albert. Like, <laughs> during the war. During the war. Just fucking come back from war, mate. <laughs> so what were all. When's that? I was over there 2003. 2007, I think. Oh, so you was after me. I think yes. 2007, summer 2007. Oof, mate. Good times. Well, uh, Afghanistan? People, no, yeah, Afghanistan. <laughs> Can you imagine me in the bloody army? I lasted about eight minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I've shot myself in the foot. I need to go home. Um, someone was saying, he, uh, 10 minutes in, you're just talking about alcohol. Right, okay. All right, keep going on 15. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone else asking football, question mark. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, Not on, is it? No. Well, there's, there's Derby County in there at the weekend. Honestly, right? I tried to get them to title it just Housen's Brew, right? They didn't want to play the game. So you can just fucking suck it and listen to me talk about whatever I want to. Here's one for you. Di Serrano and Cranberry Juice is mint, says Jeremy Young. Never tried it. Uh, Disciple of Ollie says, Amaretto Lager Beer and Coke Top equals Dr. Pepper. Um, Someone else, 22, says 2016 me. I think he's talking about being in... um, uh, and Ryan R says two years sober and still enjoy an alcohol combo brother seven years myself love chatting about with these guys it's always interesting uh, well done on two years sober as well um, beer's a mad one and, and it's a crazy one isn't it it's like because it's a drug yeah taking a drug because it tastes nice and I, I see some people as well I'm assuming younger people who maybe aren't bang into it going Oh, and it doesn't even taste nice. Well, it fucking does. See, I, this is the thing, man. Me, I have this conversation all the time. This is, I don't miss the taste of many drinks. So I don't like... I wasn't a big beer drinker, so it's not like, oh, I could kill a Heineken or whatever. No, I'd rather literally drink a soft drink. Even spirits, they were all right. Like, but I wasn't like, you love your rum. Like, you're like, mm, that rum is, you know, chef's kiss or whatever. I'm like, yeah, there were certain drinks that were all right, but I'm not... We, we had one of the interns here. Uh, Excuse me. Maddie. Maddie come yeah. in. And she was like, oh, does Apica's good? And uh, the thing came, I was like, fucking hell, she's Hired. <laughs> <laughs> she's now the new head of production. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. The only drink, right, this is, sounds so stupid, that I really like, likes the taste of, where I was like, oh my God, that's mint, is at the end of the night, you know, when you've been out in town, it was in, you send up in 235, and I get a white Russian. That was when I was like, that's the drink that I love the taste of. But other than that, I was I, I just I just drank to get levered, mate. Rum and water, go hard or go home. We went out for a Christmas do. I guess it was two years ago. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and we, we went to um, Cane and Grain, which does bang your ribs, but not at midnight. And they don't get bored of you asking at midnight when they're finished either. Just, just remember, that's when you were on Twitter that night, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Why, what was he doing? 
Do I want to know? How have I not heard about this? How, right, two questions. How have I not heard about it? How's he still got an account? It's ain't that bad, isn't it? No, right. you couldn't understand what you're saying. Uh, I tweeted like, oh, slow readers just put yeah. fucking love you. Like. <laughs> it, was all, it was all positive. It was just daft. Um, but yeah, I went in and we was swatted. But I've gone in Cane and Grain. And I'd asked him 45 times and he's still doing ribs. And the guy didn't lose his sense of humor. Really? And was just was like, right? no, mate, we're not serving ribs. Right. 45 times. No, he was well fuming. He was definitely going to throw me out. But um, I went and asked for a, I was like, yeah, I like rum. And he was like, I'll do you a rum cocktail if you want. I was like, yeah, sick. Um, Telly's going to go off. Got the remote for that one. Silver one. We've got the remote. Um, just turn it up and down again. Um, so I was like, yeah, go on. What have we got? So he goes, um, I've got a thing here for you. A rum cocktail, and I was like, go on. <laughs> Producer Cal there, trying his best. I was like, yeah, go on, and I'll have a rum cocktail. Do you know what it was? Seven different rums. Seven? With a bit of ice. What? Tastes good. I, t- I could barely fucking feel my face, mate, so yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's decent, Just, man. Do when you walked out, and that yeah. walk from Cane and Grain to the train station, yeah. I think every step took me a level pister. Yeah. I, was, I don't remember the last 20 steps or so, I was fucked. Did well to tweet, actually. Tom, I am going to answer this question. When do you think Sancho will be announced? I don't know, mate. Uh, they're probably, do you know what the, like, if he did his medical and that yesterday, was it? Yeah, well, you tell me. You're um, ITK. I reckon they're probably editing the video. Is there, right? Is there a, a sort of maximum beneficial time? Yeah, about thing? a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before that, that's a good point. Um, to announce it in terms of like, and forgive me if this right. stupid question, like the stock market or anything like that, let's go, this is a new I think Drake it's out. Yeah. And you didn't announce it with his number. Yeah. Unless you're going to wait it for the away kit, you've already done it. Like the season ticket sold out. Yeah. These are your milestones to try and push yeah. them a new thing in. You've missed them all, so. No. No. <laughs> and yeah. do you know what? Everyone's, right. Just think about how, you know, having followed United for however long, how many times have they done something that blew you away that they kept a secret for long? Fucking never, right? So stop thinking that there's this grand conspiracy of competence, right. that they're actually planning something spectacular. Like conspiracy of competence. They're clearly just going to release it when they've edited the video. <laughs> and yep. as, as uninspiring and fucking beige as that is, that's probably what And I know for. as well, the one thing I do know, I'm not ITK at all, is that, well, in the past, it wasn't the club that was doing it. It was the sourced it out to do the videos. So you know everyone went mad about, was it the Sancho video? Not Sancho video, Sanchez. Sanchez video. Well, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the club. It wasn't like the, the, the usual suspects. It was, they've got an outside broke, uh, production company to do it. So I think that's what they're doing now as well. So they're probably waiting on the edit. If it was only like yesterday or the day before they did the medical and they did whatever they were planning on doing for the video, because he's off his tits somewhere with Marcus now. Do you see how drunk they were on the plane? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Do you know what would be funny, right? They've got like some production company to do it or something. And someone's like an intern who's going, you've done that SD card. <laughs> I'll just bang it on Twitter. <laughs> just bang it on Twitter on my fucking Marshallisms page. What do you think of then, blow, they blew my mind with uh, the season tickets now, where in the past, if you had a ticket, and say, oh, Jay, do you want my ticket? They go, no, you can't do that. But now the you can legally do it where you pass it on to a yeah, friend. you email it to them or something. Yeah, yeah apparently, because it's all digital, you, you forward it to their account, Really? Yeah. Is this the thing where you sign up where you have to say who your mates are? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so what have you got? What have you got loads? Yeah, you can. You've <laughs> you not got any and you feel sad. Like, well, like, oh, I'll I just, it's just the way they've just completely flipped it where 
they didn't want you to give your ticket to anyone, and then they banned people for giving it to people. So then I'll yeah, give it to whoever you want. If you were mate, it was bollocks. It? it was yeah, bad. you can't like that's the whole thing, like you're saying, you know, oh my childcare's let me down, stage you ought to go. Do you know what I mean? I've got a little internet or whatever. But why what's wrong with that? Do you know what I mean? It's your season ticket, you should be able to do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I bought a fucking ticket and yeah. didn't commit to play. Yeah. Like <laughs> I bought a ticket to fucking watch. If I can't fucking get there, my granddad can go. Yeah. Shut up. Why how is that an because issue? Because when it was paper ticket time. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why it became a thing where it was, you know, you can't do that. I couldn't, no, it's just stupid, man. I don't even, I don't even know why they've got so sort of anal about it. So yeah, I'm glad they sorted that one out. And let's not forget as well that a lot of the tickets that end up where they shouldn't actually come from places that the club don't want to investigate. Yeah, players. <laughs> yeah. Coaches, like, directors. Yeah. <laughs> How have they all got tickets? Who's that name on the ticket? Don't worry about it. Don't matter. Hey, I got nicked at Arsenal away on Marouane Fellaini's ticket. There you go, you see. So How'd you get that? Yeah. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the club saw uh, did this investigation that they all of a sudden stopped doing very quickly, it's because they didn't like where it led. When you've got like hundreds of tickets out there that have all sort of come from the changing rooms. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's just some nonsense, isn't it? But I wanted to ask you as well, Dave, about this season. You got renewed, have you? Or you remember? I've not done anything. So You're not doing no. anything. I've not done anything. So that's busy with him, aren't I? Oh yeah. Well, you've renewed, haven't you? What Your season ticket then? Yeah. You're renewed. But was that ever like a thing for you? Was it just like I'll renew and just? It's not even. <laughs> my dad doesn't even ask me. He just does he that. Just like I've renewed season. Because there was a few lads that I know. There's a couple of lads I knew who just had enough. Said that's it. It's final yeah, straw. I'm not enough. Just yeah. We're going to be playing mainly Saturdays, aren't we? Yeah. This season, so it's going to. I, you know, I. I like, it's difficult as well, isn't it? Because there's always that old Glazer thing and the argument. I also don't know what the fuck I'm going to do on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm about to say. I'm hopefully, like, hopefully there are going. five kickoffs. Or well, we've got Leeds, haven't we? Now, um, Park currently don't have a home ground. After right, so, tell me about this. Go on. I thought you'd sort it out. Bit of an issue. Get Old Trafford play before him. Yeah. Drekken is a hotline number for Old Trafford. Morning. <laughs> is your pitch for hire? <laughs> <laughs> Looking for two o'clock on the sixteenth of August. We've got we've got a game then against Everton. We can see if we can. I'll speak to Everton. We'll see if we can push that back for you. Yeah, not that back an hour for us. And yeah. I'll take it. How All much? Right. One hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. yeah, super. Games postponed by two hours because Paddock are playing. Um, so, I mean, that, um, with the the fucking whole thing about United should have an academy stadium, regardless, is whatever. But you know, um, yeah. At the moment, Paddock are homeless, so we don't have a ground. Uh, we might be playing at Flixton. We're still talking to Drawsden all. I'm not very hopeful. I'd love to be back at Drawsden. Um, but as it stands right now, because I was thinking, right, for the Leeds game, probably go and watch like 85 minutes of it. If I get out before the crowd, I, I park very close to the ground anyway. Yep. If I just go in my car and get away, I can get there about half an hour before paddock kickoff. Yeah. Depending on what time we kick off. Yeah. For the what? three o'clock's, I'm in a shit. What's <laughs> you don't play at three o'clock. What is the latest you can go into Old Trafford? No one's half ever, an hour in. No half an hour. Yeah, if oh. I've missed, I've missed twenty minutes before. It's no, fine. no. But I've, I remember once I was. This is my younger days when I'd been out the night before and I disgusting. Woke up and it was, the kicked off ten minutes ago. Quickly jumped in the shower, got a taxi, and I ran there and I banged on the door and they let me in. But I don't think they do that now. But if it got to half time, would you let you in? Before half time, I think you'd be okay. Mm. I wouldn't want to just miss the entire first half if I could. But football's one of those weird things. Realistically, if you see the last five minutes, that's all that matters. If you get a choice of the first five or the last five, first last five's five. a fucking load of old arse, isn't it? I've like, t- mate, I've told you a million times, like, my 
best ever visit to Old Trafford was 93 for Bruce, Steve Bruce's two goals. Oh, I literally got in the last 10 minutes. And I, even 20 odd years later, that is my favourite visit to Old Trafford. Literally watching us more or less win the league for the first time. Yeah. So, it's, it's, yeah. The, the last few minutes. Yeah. It's like football's one of those where you can come in like you did for the Brucey stuff. Yeah. See them and have a full opinion on that as you leave, right? Yeah. Whereas if you went and watched Six Sense, but bounce with 10 minutes to go, you're going to be sitting in the pub looking like a right dick. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, yeah. The, dead, the kid who's dead, yeah. Is he dead? I think he's dead. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Luke, Morgan. Luke Morgan's in the chat. He says, someone, MG, was saying recently that United... Oh, someone, right, yeah, I get it. Was saying United's problem um, is jobs for the boys, meaning not top-quality coaches and staff, just ex-players. No, not at all. I don't get that, because most of the coaches... At United. Some people just have to fucking fill five hours of nonsense. And <laughs> but, but, like... Because you talk a lot, don't mean you've got anything to say. What, for the first team? Yeah. Co- what, so Kieran McKenna, one of the best young coaches? Yeah. Michael Carrick. He's yeah. Kieran brilliant. McKenna was literally fucking touted as, like, the next big thing when United gripped him. Suppose we're wounded. Mike Phelan, yeah. who's been an assistant. We've won many titles. Well, uh, we had Mike Phelan on Sunday. I think that video, for those who are wondering, is going out at When you say we, explain people. Uh, like people go, what? Here, now. He was upstairs. He was yeah. in our bar upstairs um, on Sunday before the Euros final. Uh, mate, I asked him everything. <sighs> to the point where I know that, actually, we've called this Ollie's new system now. Is that one of the newspapers has come out and said, you know, yeah, yeah. four, three, three. Yeah. I li- so... I asked him everything that you would want to ask. And I asked him about transfers and I asked him about system. And I, he literally, we did an hour on a podcast. Yeah. And then he stayed for an hour. Like, did you ask him dream? the most important question, though, Stephen? Yes. And do you know what? We fucked up here, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Because I should have sent it to Callum. Yeah. Give me two minutes and I'll send right. it to Callum. This is gold. Yeah. Gold. I've just realised now you're right. We've just both realised, haven't we? Um, but yeah. What's the one thing? You fuckers in the comments. You let us know. What's the one thing? Anyone who watches this show, this video regularly, what's the one thing we always talk about? And what's the one thing you'd ask Mickey feeling about? Think. Don't just think about him as an assistant manager. Think about his playing career. Think about his playing career in Europe for Manchester United in the early 90s. Think about that. And wonder about... Think, ask yourself, At what night. would Stephen Housen ask him? Ask him. Well, Playing in the dark. Yeah. I'm going to have to text it. I can't get on Slack with it. So you'll have to um, sort it out yourself. In fact, in fact, oh yeah. It's not letting me Slack it for some reason, but I'll... Right. There you go. It's coming. Don't worry. It's all coming. Um, yes, people in the comments seem to have got onto this rather quickly. Um, basically, everyone has. Yeah. All roads do lead to a certain destination in Holland. So, uh, um, so I, go on. while we're waiting for this then, I asked him. Yes. Because it's something I've theorised for a long time that I believe Ollie wants to move to a 4-3-3. Now, where did this come from, by the way? Um, it came from ESPN, I think, is the more, more credible of the sources that we've got. <laughs> yeah. Not the... <laughs> oh, that one, which is <laughs> shit scrawled on a shitter. That's like you, yeah, just putting your hand down and smearing something on the wall there. That one, yeah. About, so you're that, right. about as credible as that. Yeah. So I actually asked him about this because we all kind of think wow. we're trying to move to a single pivot midfield, right? We're six. Yeah. And I was like, well, let me ask the fellow that's probably partially at least responsible for that. And he said, his exact quote was, yes, but we are looking to be flexible with a couple of formations. That was his response. So it wasn't a, we will be 4-3-3 doctrine. 
there's a there's a balance with feeling, isn't there? I don't know if you met Mickey Feeling. Yeah. There's yeah. a really good balance of being knowledgeable, being like fucking likeable, likeable and normal, yet still having that air of about him of you know, you know this what? guy when he talks, I'm gonna shut up and listen to the him. The thing is, you know he what was I mean? He's got that balance. himself down like, oh, I don't know why Fergie picked me. Yeah, because Fergie, you know, he just yeah, picks just names out of the to be his assistant oh, for a really But you've been involved decade. in Manchester United for four decades. Yeah. That doesn't happen by accident. No, There's not doesn't. many people that have got that on their finger. Are we ready to roll? Ready? I think so. I'm hoping it's coming. Hope. It might come in upside down, but if it does, just fucking turn your head upside yeah. down. Let's play. Go on, I then. want to talk about European Cups and perhaps, I'm sure you'll agree, the greatest achievement in the history of association football, which was? Cup in the Cup final. There we go. Good lad. Good lad. Can I get a fucking yeah, man? Come on. Can I just mention it as well, the fact that now we've both asked Fergie and Felix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, we've only got <laughs> fucking <laughs> Bruce and Pallister yeah. and yeah. Paul. You've got Mark Hughes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we do. We need to get Mark Hughes on this channel and we're going to... Um, <laughs> I heard the mic drop from here. Someone just said, love that. Um, yeah. yeah, Joel sat there going, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> So that was that just like I was gonna ask him when he was on it. No, I'd, I'd kind of oh, don't, don't, uh, don't show us behind the magic circle. <laughs> uh brilliant, brilliant. But uh, yeah, Joe, what's great about it though, if yeah. you watch the interview, he elaborates on it and he does actually go into depth talking about Joe you know he said, he said when we got on the plane to go to Rotterdam, we knew we'd won. Yeah. He he goes That's into cool, some yeah. detail on there as well. And you know, would Fergie have won thirteen titles without that? Proof that he could do it against the likes of Barcelona. No. You can't he say said that, for sure. He was saying that, like he said, because he laughed. He said, like that showed us we couldn't win the league, and then he went, "We didn't win in the next season. <laughs> we lost, but we almost." And it, you know that was like a catalyst of sorts. So massive. Um, Abinav Verma in the super chat. Yep, you guessed it right, Rotterdam. Obviously, uh, Zachary Purvis says, "Jobs to the boys. We have a free kicks coach who is mint." Yeah, and who is he? Yeah, he's Where not did one he, of them. What yeah. year did is he it play for Ramsey? Is it? Have you heard of this guy? So he's a set-piece coach, isn't it? Yeah. Um, from Chelsea, I believe. I think we've got him from them. Um, highly well, respected. One of the most... I, I, I don't think this is made the cut because we, we stopped the video while he gave me all his transfer list. Um, watch the video, you'll understand. Um, and in the middle of us cutting, mm. he, he kind of gave us the story about how it all unfolded with actually getting the gig. Um so he said he was coaching, because he does coaching, I think it's, it's Sensible Soccer, yeah, yeah, it's coaching yeah. company it that he does. Sensible Soccer, yeah. So he goes, I was out coaching, he said he was in Burnley somewhere coaching, he goes, uh, what's hilarious, he was, he was meant to be doing my podcast two days after that, and couldn't because of that, but we got him in the end, so it's all good. So I um, forgive him. So he goes, I'm out in Burnley, he goes, Jose's just gone, he goes, I get back to my car, he goes, I've got 100 messages, he goes, and I'm literally just scrolling free to see who's messaged me, he goes, and he's one off Ollie, and he goes, I haven't heard off Ollie in a bit. And he goes, Mike, it's Ollie. Give me a ring, it's urgent. So he phones him, and he goes, have you seen Jose's gone? And he went, yeah. And he goes, I've been offered the job. He goes, but it's only temporary. He goes, should we go in and just have a fucking laugh for like four or five months? And he went, I'm not fucking saying no to that, am I? That's brilliant. That's <laughs> fucking brilliant. And the rest is history. That's what we needed as well, didn't we? We needed that. That stability, that love for the club, that sort of stuff. And I'm not just using this as an excuse to pass Josie, but, you know, it was a low ebb after Anfield when he got the sats, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Like, regardless of what you thought of Jose Mourinho as a manager and all the rest of it, that was a low point and the, the club was at, you know, 
was in a bit. We'd bit become of, like snide and horrible. Yeah, like not a happy you dressing room. Press conferences, didn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, mean I he saw it. Away. He saw it because you know I had a laugh with Jose. I've got the clip somewhere. I have to dig it out because I got sent it. And Jose took the mic out of me for being bald, and it was like it was laugh. It was good because you got people forget for those first sort of eighteen months, it was all right. You know, you remember the time where he stuck up for Pogba? He said about how well Pogba's mum had done to raise all these kids on her own, these boys who needed to eat a lot. And, you know, it's, she was a, a wonderful woman and all this. There was a real sort of joviality towards Jose. And he got on with people and he had his sort of one or two journalists who he got on really well with. And it, it wasn't a, a horrible place to be. You always had that edge where you got to be careful and someone could set him off. But he, he was all right. And then I think probably the water sort of shed moment was... Severe, where I don't think he ever recovered from that. No, and he come here and was like, "I've sat here before and we've lost." What's that mean? Yeah, and we weren't going to win it anyway. Not today, mate. Right. Not today. Which is the one where he walked off with his three. Oh, that was four. right near the end. That was where yeah. respect for me. I've won three. So, and the, the thing rest, is, the rest of the Premier League has got three. Like Jose, uh, Pep had two, and do yeah, had it was one. it Pellegrini had one? Um, and he's like, you know, I've won three, but, but mate, like, I get that you're hurting and you're angry, or whatever, but. Bragging to the journalists that you've won three Premier League titles with Chelsea it's not open yeah. isn't going to like get them on board. And that becomes the story. The story becomes Jose loses it. Um, and I think that, yeah, it just it just seemed to get to him. And I, I just, there was always that thing, wasn't there? And, like, he, he didn't move up here. He was in a hotel. And I think that's got to affect you as well, you know, not staying with your family. Just there was, I don't know, it just felt like it was all well, a bit... I, I think, was his son at Fulham or something? I don't know, yeah, I think there was reasons. And I'm not, you know, everyone's family situation is up to them. I just, there was always that area of, me and you did a video, didn't we, before? I think it's the only time we've done a video where it's not official and we've gone with it anyway. When it was like, this is back, obviously way back in the full-time devil days when I was still a reporter, um, about Jose coming. And we both sort of said the similar thing is, he'll be here for two and a half, three seasons but we'll get a title out of it. That's what we both thought would happen. And obviously he was here for two and a half seasons, but we didn't get a title. We got a couple of trophies out of it. Um, but he we called them title. titles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Van Aal did that, did that as well, didn't he? I think it's a foreign, uh, foreign thing where it's like, if you're a foreign manager, you call trophies titles. Because he always used to say it, you know, but obviously it wasn't the title. Uh, Max Ketley says, um... Don't answer this if you want to keep a happy vibe, but anyone got any clue what's happening with the women's team? Sounds like a bit of a mess. I haven't really got a clue, bro. It just does. Um, obviously, Lauren James has just gone, and there was talk of him going to the PFA. We'll have to wait and see. As always, you know, we cover all the, 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 the teams here at Paddock, so we will keep you posted, and hopefully there's some sort of resolution to that very soon because we want to see the women's team and all the other teams from Manchester United doing well as well because it's not, it's not nice to see that. Um... Yeah, someone else saying, John says, three Chelsea titles are irrelevant when you're United's coach. There is a relevance there because it showed he could win the Premier League title, but come on, you know what I mean? We needed to see him do a bit more for us and but, yeah, you needed feeling and Oli coming in because it made sense. But, you know, I think, I mean, there's some sections of our support being like, what the fuck does Mike Feeling do? And I, I was asking him off camera a little bit of, was you doing, because there was rumours, weren't there, were you doing the director of football? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Because he kept disappearing off the touchline. I didn't ask him about that. But he was sometimes there and sometimes not there. And he's increasingly not there now, if you notice. It's usually Carrick and McKenna there. You don't generally see my feeling there. You know, I wonder how much of the restructuring with Darren Fletcher, John Murta. I, I really do think that feeling's a bit more of a strategist than a Cones guy, if yeah. you know what I mean. I don't think he's out there sticking the Cones in and, and doing third man runs on a fucking Tuesday afternoon. I think he's very much more of the, the longer term planning, the 
that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't think any of us could probably fathom how much fucking work goes in with the number of players and the, the money involved as well. Puts a bit of pressure on everything, doesn't it, at somewhere like United? Yeah, I think as well, the thing we're feeling is that almost people forget is how respected he is. The guy is well respected, isn't he, from all walks. Do you know what I mean? From the players, from the managers, from the coaches. He's, you Completed know, English football. Yeah. He won the league, the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Charity Shield, also the European Cup, Cup. And I think he won the second and third division as well. I mean, Burnley. you know, Burnley. <laughs> Burnley, yeah. And he played for England, didn't he? Once. Yeah, I almost yeah, forgot that. <laughs> Sorry, was it a tweet or a post he did? With well, we asked, him, we asked him. Yeah, because I almost forgot that he played for England. It's weird because I, I, I vaguely remember when we bought like Phelan and we bought Neil Webb and we bought Danny Wallace and he was like the, the unglamorous one at the time. I think Palace was around the same time. So you had like the most expensive defender. You had the best sort of Nottingham Forest midfielder who's also an England regular in Webb who cost quite a bit and was meant to be the sort of one who was going to... Didn't gonna... really hit the highest No, Webb. no, just not a bit at all. A bit Fred. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Danny Wallace, who was this exciting winger who torn us a new one when he was at Southampton. He was exciting. And feeling, I mean, I was only a kid, but felt well, like ended it. up with multiple sclerosis, was it? Yeah, no, yeah. He, had, he had MS. Apparently, even when he was at United, it was yeah. like undiagnosed. I met him. But when he said he was... his touch was going sometimes. Yeah. He'd be like, sometimes I'd control a ball and be like, fucking, I didn't do that. Yeah, I, I met him about 15 it's years insane, ago. insane, isn't it? To and think he, and he, he, had, he had like awful. a stick and he, he couldn't really tell. And then it was about five years ago. I remember at Southampton they brought it's him on. It's degenerative, isn't it? Yeah, so it gets and worse he, and worse he, he and worse. Looks, and worse. looks really bad. The fact he played professional football with undiagnosed multiple sclerosis. Can you imagine how fucking good he would have been without that? It's absolutely mental, isn't it? It is. Look, I've got. A, I, I, there's me and Danny Wallace. I'm 13 years old and I'm bigger than him. I don't know if you can <laughs> see that. Probably can't see it there from there. Well, that's me there, there, and that's Danny Wallace, and I'm bigger than him. Um, but no, he did, and he's. I think sort of, you know, he's got a lot of people who got respect because of the way he's been fighting it and raising awareness and everything. But my point was, feeling was like felt like the signing that was was probably the least exciting one. It was probably the one where you go, oh, we've got Neil, we've got Danny Wallace, we've got Gary Pallister. That guy as well. Oh yeah, and yeah, he's the one who's been here for like twenty odd years, <laughs> and now it's like well, four decades. He was yeah. in the eighties, the nineties, yeah. the noughties. Yeah, I mean, he was literally a coach, more than twenty five years. He's, he's um, been from, there for, from like ninety nine to two thousand and thirteen. Who's Dave? Look at Dave there. No, it's only like 17, wow, 18 wow. there. Uh, someone's just put, imagine if you could interview Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the amount of questions you could throw it would be interesting. I want to throw tactical questions in. And do you know what? I actually think part of the reason why I do get to ask the likes of Mike Field and stuff is that is because I don't just be like, what was your favourite goal? Who's the best player you played with? Like, I want to ask real fucking questions and uh, I'll get Solskjaer one day, trust me. Yeah, that is going to happen. Trust me on that one. He's right on that, I believe it. Uh, Con1WS says, it's my Paddock member one year birthday today. Love supporting the boys up the fucking Paddock. Well done. That much, must be early doors, yeah? Yeah, much appreciated for all your support. Um, it's been... Obviously, you know, a crazy year for everyone. And oh, we appreciate can we just get back to normality now? It's been I like know, 18 months for this shit. Man, I know, Um Yeah, a lot of people asking about the feeling. And if someone asking him, feeling was a left-back? No. He kind of played everywhere. Yeah, he did a bit of was, Shane, was it? On. I think it was in the 1990 FA Cup final, the first one, because obviously he had a replay. I think he ended up playing right-back there. I might be wrong. He's played right-back for sure. He played yeah. right-mid. A lot, yeah. I think. He also played centre-mid. Yeah, centre-mid is probably the one where you associate him with him the most. He was like he was a bit of a sort of a workhorse in the middle of the park, wasn't he? Yeah, um, but yeah, you he need was... those unglamorous water carrying type players. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You always have. That's it. Like you don't win, you don't win anything with um, like that Galacticos team. They had to sign Thomas Graveson. <laughs> like there's Mate. always yeah. Like, I, I still can't believe they sold Makalele to Chelsea. <laughs> 
Like, what was going on there? How was that a thing that someone went, what, sweat a million quid? What? One's He's got a, a fucking role named after yeah. him. Any player what? that has a move or a role, <laughs> yeah. you don't sell them fucking no. players. Yeah, let's sell him. What are, oh my God. Um, Oliver Price says, thoughts on these moving to 4-3-3 stories. Um, oh, James Harris as well says, web injury hurt his United career. Good point that. He got injured in, I think it was in Sweden. You're right, and he's never the same player. 4-3-3, um, three, three, is that what you've been wanting? It is what I've been life? wanting. Yeah, um, I believe United have lacked penetration. But the issue is, and I get it, and I understand it, I don't agree with it, but I get it, is you've had to play McTominay and Fred because one of them on their own ain't enough. So you've had to sort of double it up to kind of come to some sort of a, a solution. I do think we'd be better with an asymmetric midfield three, so it's not necessarily um, you know, a, a six and, and two eights that do the same job. I think you can have a six and eight and a ten that are all doing slightly different jobs. This is really interesting on feeling. Um, I asked him outright about Sal Nicholas. Um, not like you, Steve, to ask about Sal Nicholas. Well, I got, I got to find out, man. So I said, I got a bit of a fetish for Sal Nicholas, right? Yeah, it's an understanding, but Bob. I said, please tell me there's something in it. Uh, and he went, it was on our radar, but I don't think we're getting him. He goes, I think it'd be too much. So I was like, cool, thank you. Um, and then we ended up talking more about midfielders. We did talk about Camavinga. We did talk about some other midfielders. But it was the interesting thing was how he, he was talking about midfielders and he went a midfielder's a midfielder not necessarily a six an eight or a ten and i am a big fan of those designations because in my head that's three different midfielders and it, he went what was brian robson that's such an, that's such an elite question <laughs> and i, I went that's so good i went fucking men yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes anyway yeah. he goes so if i can find someone that does that we're laughing, aren't we? I don't and think I went, like, yeah. some of the older viewers and viewers our age will know, but if you're younger, Brian Robson was all those things. And he wasn't just all those things and good at him. Do you know what? I don't think he, he was, was a 10, because a 10 is like that final ball creator, but he was a goal scoring eight. I think he could be. yeah. He was got right, Which right, makes right, you yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. 10 in a lot yeah. of people's eyes. Yeah, and he wasn't just like good in those positions. He was world-class in all those positions. He was probably, you know, it's either him or Kino, who's the greatest all-round midfielder ever, in my opinion. Uh, Alicia... Aditya, sorry, Gutam says, is this make or break season for Martial with Rashi potentially out for 10 weeks? Stay, try old monk, you'll like it. Um, Dave, I'll ask you about. I just, yeah, I just think Martial. it's funny. You're usually quite balanced with, with the Martial thing. You don't, you know, you don't have one opinion or another. You just sort of sit on the what fence. What are you looking at me for? I just think it's funny, the no, fact that thing, people are talking thing. about Rashi being out and they're saying that it's going to be Cavani, Sancho and Greenwood playing. There's no mention of, of Martial. And I think, that's a, a sign that I think people have lost faith of him. I certainly have. I've just, I know there's someone who works here who loves him, but I just don't see it anymore. Well, even, even though, listen, I know you're talking about Adam Cole, but even Macca knows that Martial is, you know, he's got to show it. You can't have a season he's just had and then have another season like that. You won't get a third season. I don't even game. think the season before was that, it was, was better, but it wasn't that good. 23 goals, though. I mean, you know, for me, I've got to be consistent with my views. If you're a striker and it's like a, and you're putting numbers on the board, even if your performances aren't always great, that's acceptable. Yeah, if you're putting the numbers up, because that's your job. The thing that annoyed you know me I mean? was it's when you're not putting the numbers up and your performances are it, terrible that we have an issue. They was they were sacrificing someone like Marcus and putting him out on the right because they, don't need to do that now because we bought Jason yeah, Sanchez. I know, I know, but that's why it was annoying. But 
Yeah, so he was on the left, and it was just wasted position because last season on, on that left hand side he was garbage, and even when they put him up front, he was. Cameron Essay yeah. says Marshall had an off year last year. At least give him a year to a chance to redeem himself. Here's the problem, though. We saw in an old Cavani what a number nine is meant to be doing, and you either got it or you aren't. There were so many times Marshall just stood still. Here's the problem, Tony Marshall, and this might sound like a dig at Macca, and it might be is a highlights player. And I think he attracts a certain type of person because he is a highlights player. But he's not doing the correct thing for the off-the-ball stuff. And that's why players like Jesse Lingard, who are mostly off-the-ball, are undervalued. And people go overboard with the likes of Tony Marshall. They they over-egg what they're about. Now, Tony Marshall's close control and dribbling is fucking elite. Like, honestly, it might be as good as Messi's, especially for the size of the guy. But there's more to football than just being able to dribble. Yeah. The fucking F2 freestylers don't play for United, do they? They've got a touch as good as anyone. They've got skills as good as anyone. But football is more than that. Gary Neville or the geezers at F2 freestylers, who do you think is probably the better technical footballer? It's probably the F2 freestylers. There's a fucking reason Gary Neville won everything at United and played how many times for England? Because football... It's more about your off the ball, your positioning, your team working. And for me, Tony Marshall lacks in all of those fucking categories. Now, he's on the ball and he's finishing completely fucking elite. But you saw him get embarrassed by the movement of Cavani and the effectiveness and work rate of others that are played on the left. So where do you bring him in? And he's 25 now. This is a player that's had tons of chances. He's shown some talent. But at some point, you have to fucking take the game by the scruff of the neck to have an impact. And for me, he doesn't. It's too passive. The thing is, I know it sounds stupid, but it's the marketing of the other players as well. They haven't announced Sancho, but surely they'll want to give him that number seven, which Cavani currently holds. So if you <laughs> give... Marshall is like 28. Crack on, lad. If, nah. if, um, if you give Sancho the seven, Cavani is up front. He'll want the number nine. And it's the marketing side of it. It's, it, um, it's stupid because they do think of that. Shirt sales and things like that. It's, it's The thing is, that I still think... There's, there's hope for Tony Marshall. I think that whilst, you know, I know you're not a big fan of the, the season he had two seasons ago, it was a very productive season. And a lot of players, even though you think, now we tend to fall into this trap and we think by the age of 24, 25, that's it, you're done. Players can no, kick no. on a bit. Yeah. And he could do. And obviously, as you said, there's talent there. And it's whether that sort of he can find a role in his team. He can, you know, sort of work hard for it. Because when Sanchez came in, Sanchez sort of, sort of moved Martial out of the team and I remember yeah and I remember saying that Martial's got to fight for his place and earn his right to get back in the team and he did it so maybe he needs to do that again and whether that's Marcus he's been out for two months or whatever he needs to force his way back in the team he's not going to get handed it because now for the first time under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer we've got lots of options in attack we have we've got a squad if Alanga fucking takes the chance, because at the moment you've got all of these youngsters that are going to get games this weekend against Derby. We're probably going to lose this weekend against Derby because they're probably going to go strong with it and we're going to go, well, this is what we've got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's children. It's children and Matic, I think. So <laughs> yeah. we're probably going to fucking lose, right? Yeah. But you might see some exciting youngsters. And if they're playing with no fear, they're playing with freedom and they're, they're on the front foot. Like Alanga looks like he's just fucking lived in the gym doing fucking squats all summer. I'd see right? that jumping posted the other day, by the way. Like jumping up it. I don't know how they do it. So, right. you, if he, you were always. It's a pure example. If he just takes his opportunity on that left side, Tony might struggle to get in because I'll tell you what, Ollie and Mick will give opportunities to those who deserve it. It's a simple so, game with Alanga, especially. 
run down the left. You hand. always say it, yeah. Run, run down the left hand side, cut inside, have a shot, score. He just does it. And you've had that already with with Ollie and, and Mike Phelan with that ruthlessness. You know, Lukaku didn't get much of a look in. I know he played some games, but it was pretty much from the get go that Ollie was like, "You're not the you're not the main man for me." Jesse, who Ollie obviously respected and loved. Got well, dropped. There was that time he shouted at him in the derby. Yeah. Like, you know, never seen him again. Yeah, like pretty ruthless. But you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer isn't here to, to sort of have this job and get this sacked. Is what people don't. Do you know what I mean? He wants to keep that job. Louder than words. Yeah. Right. He came out and said, "Oh, like Ashley Young's our best fullback. Gone. Yeah. Oh, Sanchez. We're planning on him coming back and having a great season next year. Fucking gone. Yeah. Like Lukaku. Whatever he said about him. Fucking gone. Yeah. He's come out and said, oh, Jesse, we're on it to stay next year. Probably going to fucking go. Whatever he comes out in the next week or so, because he will, I says about Tony Marshall, oh, no, Sancho's not affecting Tony. I think he's the best finisher at the club. Fucking AS Roma, mm. see a bit. Like, or wherever he ends up. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised. His actions tell you exactly what he's about. He had that argument with Jesse on the pitch, and Jesse was fucking out of there. That's it. You're not going to get anywhere as United manager unless you have that ruthless streak. Uh, the Francis Brady says, favourite top headline, uh, Red Sox. Oh. oh, yeah. Like I said, I've been saying, I don't think Ollie's been having him for about two fucking years. And yeah. everyone's like, shit. No. We'll find out now, won't we? No. Um, <laughs> Damien Duff says, Makalele is hung like a ukulele. Very nice. Um, what, what's that mean? Also, was... you, aren't ukuleles little? They do sound good, though. Um, Dajamal Ratman says Canadian university student going to be like a guitar. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like a George right, Formby. Yeah. Well, no, no, guitar, there's, there's, a George, there's, there's a George Formby one that's like a banjo, and then yeah. there's like the Hawaiian one. That's ah, right. right. So well, there. that's a little one though. Still, yeah. Right. right. Well, if you'd have said if you're trying to say someone's got a big chopper, don't I think you the just small tr- version. You're of trying a big to rhyme yeah, it with ukulele, aren't you? Okay, but compared to most fucking guitars, that's little. Yeah, man's shaped like a triangle. Um, Dejamal Rachman says, Canadian university student got to be living in Manchester later this year. Fourth generation United fan here. Any tips for a first-timer at Old Trafford? Um, mate, do you know what? Just enjoy it. Just enjoy yourself. Get involved. You'd be all right. You don't need any tips from us. Um, Lee Bolton says, this channel's growth is amazing. Please keep up the elite content. Pints on me when the Rona is gone and I can make the trip from Australia. Oh, Cheers. That's we'll hold you. That's legally like. binding that. Hey, for did these you see lads. that? Because of COVID in Australia, how strict their imports are. I mean, they were strict imports. Anyway, you ever seen that fucking border force that they do in yeah. Australia? You're trying to bring fucking nuts in, you crazy bastard. You can't bring anything to Australia. I was shitting yeah. when we went. I was like, I've got batteries. Can I even bring batteries in? I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> when it like Johnny Depp got done for trying to take his dog over there or something. You, you can't take anything to Australia. Yeah. They're bananas for it, right? <laughs> so apparently, like. Do you know what's like proper booming? Used car market. Because there's no new cars in Australia. Really? So the used car market's gone off in Australia because of COVID. Because they've just locked it all down. Like they get like one case, the entire city's just fucking shut down. Shut the fuck up, go to bed. Like, <laughs> they just dealt with it. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if everyone's going to be vaccinated and it'll chill out or whatever, but uh, fuck you, know. Um, Rusab. Kaladia says, Steve, did you ask Mick about Ollie's temperament? Uh, no, because I don't think I need to. I've spoken to players about him. I know exactly what he's like. Yeah. He's, exa- he's exactly what I say he is. Like, he's not. Listen, the guy that goes and sits in a press conference isn't the guy that fucking walks in and chest punches players when, I mean, not that he's done that, but like, figuratively, chest punch the fucking players when they've lost. Like, he is fucking ruthless. He is ruthless and he is hard. And what I was trying to illustrate before, telling about 
whatever he's come out and said in the press conferences, he's fucking launched plenty of players. Yeah. Fucking sin a bit. Don't he does, he does that thing, doesn't he? If he, you know, he, he compliments players in public, like you were saying, and then in private when he has to, you know, give him a bit of an air dryer, he'll do that. And you know, you don't survive the Norwegian winters if he's yeah, soft. Because he must <laughs> be talking to you because when you meet, I've met him a few times. Well, well I'll tell you later. But and he's, um, <laughs> he's secretly he's, a lollipop. He's, what is it? Super, a fucking glory all no, day? No, no, what no. the fuck? He's super, super sound. I mean, ridiculously sound. And yeah. everyone around him, he's great with. But he must have a ruthless side because that he just doesn't show to the public. Some of the players that players he used to play with have said like he was hard as a player. Like when Beckham got out of the team for a little bit, Ollie was like, "You ain't get back in the team." Yeah, I play. It well, Beckham says it in his book, doesn't he? he? Says when he got dropped, he got dropped for Ollie. He didn't have a problem with it because he thought Ollie's performances were that good. That he fuck, he was. Him. Yeah, he said he, he had an issue with it when it was Veron. If it was a Real Madrid game where it was Veron on the right wing and he's like, I'm going to make this to take it. There's obviously an issue here with Fergie. Uh, Zachary Smith says, does a 4-3-3 mean Bruno joins the midfield more defensively compared to the 4-2-3-1 we play now, allowing Pogba to play? Again, this is why a lot of people, probably because of FIFA, they they see that the 4-3-3 is like completely balanced. We played 4-3-3 when at the start of Oli's reign and it was uh, Pogba, Herrera, Matic. Not doing the same roles. Yeah. Three totally different roles that were all fulfilling. Pogba was essentially like a number 10-ish kind of attacking midfielder. You had Herrera like an eight, Matic was like a six. Three completely different roles. You don't necessarily have to have uh, like a symmetrical midfield. Yeah. Like, and we don't have a symmetrical team. You're going to see Luke Shaw attacking. You're not going to see Juan Bissaka attacking. Like you can, you can blend it and shuffle yeah. it and focus your attacks in different areas. Um, this is a good question here. Sirian Bala says, Hope you lads are doing all right. Have to ask, before the Euros finals, they asked Rio if Varane replied to his text. He, he did. Rio kind of swerved the cue, haha, rightfully so, but did you get a response he, he off got camera? got a response, but it's not my place to tell you what the response really? is. Really? Yeah. Oh, mate. Steve, <laughs> I tell you what, you and your little secret Oli pies, you and your real ones, I'm proper left out here. You off see that camera, you two are filling me in. Someone tweeted this I'll to me today it. where it's, um, it's Varane in braids and you go, fucking hell. Um, it's a young Rio. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we see yeah. that on camera? Can Might we can, bright. Yeah, it's a bit bright there. Can we, uh, there you say. Mm. Someone tweeted me that earlier. Hey. Wow. Um, That's what Rio did. Caleb D. Turley says, Steve, I've got two years of video analysis and coaching, but I'm from USA. Any way I can help out at Paddock still being overseas? Yeah, one of the things that we're actually trying to deliver this season is I want to give all the players free good, free bad. Might not have got free good this weekend, would we, Dave? First half was good. First half was. Joe, you know what? We can. We had an offside call that wasn't offside, and then one that was offside. But both tight calls in the first half. First half an hour actually at nil nil. Really good performance from a team that's on a feeder league into non-league. Second half, what the fuck happened? We lost four nil. It happens. Yeah. Happens to everyone. So, um, obviously, we have the Veo camera, which allows us to do analysis. But anyone that's interested in doing video analysis, even as a little bit of a practice, because it's a Saturday League team, it's an amateur team. But anyone that's trying to do football analysis that wants to try and help out, tweet me, uh, and I'll send you some info uh, and get in touch like that. But if you, as long as you can turn it around from like a Saturday to by like a Tuesday, Wednesday, so I can actually give it the players from the previous week. Um, yeah, you're more than welcome to come and help out. If I can get like five or six people, so you can you know, do a couple of players each. That's good, that man. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Really good. It's, it's a good. It's a good way for you to start 
working with a club and being able to build up like a bit of a portfolio of analysis work and that's how I do it. So I don't know how all clubs do it. How I want to deliver it is I watch the game, I make my notes, I shout at the players. But what I'd also like to be able to do is there's good stuff that's going on. I don't focus on the good stuff because <laughs> that's not how you're going to improve, is it? You got to focus on the. You go, what the fuck is Are this? Are you like the yin to his yang, Dave? Hey. Are you like the the the, the Mickey to his Ollie? No, <laughs> I'm trying to think who is. No Pete, one. No, Everyone's like a, a bit shallow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they got I was one. I say you're the kiddo to his Fergie. So it's like no. Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane, where it's yeah. bad cop and bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad cop and You're like, oh my god. <laughs> Hey, we've had a mass walkout. Um, Syrian Ballon says, nah, DUTs, haha, cheers for the amazing content and work as always, lads. Up the paddock. We're going to wrap it up there. Um, stay- uh, aren't you pulling on the paddock shirt for the first time tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to be peeling some halftime oranges. We've got a little six aside thing we think we're doing. So yeah, Steve, give me a shirt I'm going to be wearing. Um, the feeling interview. When, how, about, where? About four minutes. Four minutes. Five, I believe. Get over to Rio Fernand's channel after this is... The link's in the description. Producer Callum has just told me. Dave, where can people find you, my friend? I've missed you, Dave. Not, I've missed the Academy Review. But how are you, my week? Nothing going on. Though, Come see him on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. to you. Exactly. Okay. Uh, where can people find you? Online. Online. Yeah, there you go. Online. You can find all of us online. Well, there's, there's a couple more people saying they'd like to talk about stuff. All right, sorry. Please just tweet me uh, and get in touch. That's the best way to get in touch with me or DM me on Instagram. That's the best way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Nice one. This has been Housen's Brew. That's been Stephen Housen. I've been Jay Murray. That's been David Pritt. Don't forget to hit like, share, and subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you get a notification when we go live. Oh, who do you want next week? Because I'm not here on Friday. I'm not here next Friday as well. Oh, shit. Who's going to do Housen's Brew? Uh oh. Better find someone, haven't we? That's, uh, we've got to get involved in House's Brew next week. There's <laughs> some spaces going. So while you're asking him about helping him with the coaching, you might ask him if you can come and get on the video. Uh, thanks for watching. Podcast Network.